Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola, and you are listening to The Raider and the Saint. chance to walk out that door right now. <laughs> That's a good one, Todd. Good. That's what I wanted to hear. Because in this silver slice I have in here are 1,984 ounces of beer. Golden, delicious beer. And no one leaves here until we finish every single last drop. Ladies and gentlemen, before I get this podcast started, let's take a moment of silence for our boy, our fellow co-worker, Frank. Hey, man. What's going on, folks? What's going on, folks? Once again, I want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in to my podcast weekly. I couldn't have done it without you guys, your guys' support. I see you guys listening. I see the, the listeners growing. I'm learning just like you guys. Life is good now. Unfortunately, I have to quarantine, or I had to quarantine this week. I had a podcast scheduled. Shout out to my boy, Freddie Morales. Had to cancel on that on him. Sorry, brother, I'll get you back on the podcast, but I can't be getting anybody sick. So I had a quarantine this week, so I had to change my schedule in around. But thank goodness I got this guy who I'll mention in a moment. But before I get to that, I had a quarantine. My kids got sick. My wife got sick. It was pretty bad. I didn't know what was going on, so I had to stop going to work. I had to make sure I did the right protocols because I don't want to go to work and spread it to any of my customers. So long story short, I just got the results back. I tested negative. I don't know. It's that if that's because I didn't stick the the thing up my nose, a Q-tip up my up my brain <laughs> too far, or I don't know. But I thought I got up there pretty well, especially with all the stuff I've snorted up my nose in the past. <laughs> but anyways, the test results they came back negative. I love I love you guys and thank you for tuning in. But like I said, every week I'm gonna get you a podcast. I'm gonna do my best to get the the best content out there. I just want to be real. I want the people to learn and help each other out, and that's what I'm here for. So. Let's just get this podcast started. This is episode 58. Today's date is December 5th. The year is 2020. The time is approximately 6.45 p.m. Pacific time. The location, I'm at home. I am not at the bunker. I am at home in my backyard. I got lights lit. I got a fire going. I got an ice cold brew. And I got my guest right here that's itching to get on. I want to thank my past guest. Rudy Morano, it was a good time hanging out with you, sir. I'm glad we got to talk once again. I thought the first podcast could have could have got better, but your mom was there, and so I don't know how that makes you feel. But if my mom was there watching me podcast, I, I'd I'd be probably be nervous too. So thank you once again, man. It was it was a pleasure to hang out with you for the day and, and and get to know a young skater. If you guys don't know who Rudy Moreno is, look him up on Instagram. He's got really good tricks i mean he's a he's a badass skateboarder 
and he's an entrepreneur and he's growing and he's going to be something one of these days. So shout out to Rudy. Thank you so much, sir. My guest today is a well-known entrepreneur. He's a UPS driver. He's a podcaster. He's a prankster, man. He's, he's a whole lot of stuff. I was talking to him before the show. I don't know what he can or cannot do, but we're going to find out today. His name is Rick. And he is the UPS guy. What is going on, my friend? Welcome to the show. My man, that thank you. That was a great, great introdu- introduction, man. I'm trying my best, man. You know what Hell I mean? Yeah. I try to I try to I try to do it, you know. What is I going just, on with you, man? How's the I just weather? Heard, this? I heard sparklers behind me. Like I feel like one of the <laughs> WWE wrestlers right now. <laughs> Imagine uh, that, dude, pumping you all like that. Yeah, that's amazing, dude. All I, I just needed some theme music and I'm let's go, brother. I mean, that's the hardest part, I think, for me is starting the introduction, right? I mean, obviously, I got my dates written down. I got a couple little notes. Um, If I read it, it's just going to be numbers to people. It's like, what did he just say? These are just little outlines, and and I throw in my ad libs here and there. And so I'm Mm -hmm. getting better at at it. I mean, I think I talk way too fast on my introductions. Like, I felt like I talked way too fast. And that's what I'm trying to learn as being a podcaster is to slow it down. That's why I got some, you know, some weed here. I'm drinking a bit. It's kind of <laughs> slow me down. I don't want to slur. I just want to slow down a bit. I, I think it depends on the listener. Uh, sometimes I'll listen to, like we were talking earlier about the audible books and podcasts, and I try to speed them up to 1.25, I think. Nothing serious. But oh. I, like, my, my audio goes faster. So if somebody drags out, like, words or uh, my, my good man, uh, Luke, Nomad, the delivery guy, mm-hmm. he's from West Virginia. And sometimes he talks pretty slow for I, me, I, right? Like I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. from New York, so like, or not New York, but Connecticut is yeah, real close I to didn't New York. That. Yeah, you're right. So like, when he's talking West Virginia style, I'm sitting there and I'm already on like, I'm like, come on, I'm on the sixth, the, like the sixth word, and he's like, let me tell you something. Come here, let me see it, girl. And he's talking to the dogs out there, and I'm, I'm like waiting for it i saw you i saw you i was looking at your face when everyone's talking and yeah you're just you're like in the zone you're like i can see your brain going come on come on come on uh-huh. i'm like connecting all the dots and i'm like well on, you come. have to when you're doing your videos your videos are short you got to be quick yeah right yeah right right the internet i man everybody's attention span these days is you got like what two three seconds mm-hmm. to grab somebody's attention mm-hmm. or they're just you know swipe into the next one so how's the weather over there in connecticut man Oh, pathetic kid is, uh, was cold today. A lot of rain. Um, but we had a commercial route, so it wasn't too bad. We were in the back of the truck the most of the time. Um, you got your own route over there. Oh yeah. Uh, nice bit. I don't know what you call them out West. We call them 24 footers out here, but those big 24 foot, uh, big call them, uh, they call them, we call them T1000s. T1000s. No, I think we call them 1000s. I don't know. They might change the name, but I used to call them T1000s, like the predators, yeah. you know, those big the extra big strong robots so you drive a 12 oh no 1200s my bad the standard cars are a thousands we call them 1200s so we got that we just did basically we did pickups all day big sweeps nothing nothing too crazy for peak right now but a little rain it's not too cold are you are you maxing out every day with hours or are you guys super it's a super busy area where you come from uh we got a new manager he's he's organized um he's got i think I'd say he's got everything under control from, from what happened last year peak. This guy knows what he's doing or at least over prepares and he's got things locked down. 
Mm-hmm. From what I've seen around the country, like I've got mm-hmm. pictures from Colorado. Yeah, this yeah. Young, dude, this young lady is going out with 412 stops. Wow. In a, you know, in a rental. What? In a re- yo, in a I rental, mean, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. And I, I was like, no. Lunch, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go eat lunch. And... Dude, I, I've been with old school drivers back in the days when I first started becoming a driver in 2004. They had these big fires in San Diego. I, I mean, for the mm-hmm. listeners out there, that are that are tuning in for the first time. I live in Southern California. I'm literally five minutes away from Anaheim, uh, Disneyland. Gotcha. And I'm two minutes away from Knott's Berry Farm. San Diego is like 45 to an hour away. And then Mexico, the border, if you want to go to the Mexico, it's an extra 20 minutes, hour and 20 minutes. Depending how much in a hurry you want to get to Mexico. I mean, you could literally get there in an hour if you really needed to get over there. <laughs> the fires happened in San Diego. I went to San Diego. I volunteered. And so I went out there. We were delivering to people's homes that were burnt down, and we're giving them the wine. And I mean, it, it was a crazy experience. I could talk about it for hours. One guy they sent me to help. He had 400. He had just came back from disability. It was his first day. This guy had to be in his mid 40s, and he was in. He wasn't in a rental, so the rental is even worse. But he was right. in a package car, brick loaded. He could barely open the door. You know what he did? He would grab one package, grab it. Look at the address, and no matter where it was, he'd drive it over there. And once he delivered it, he would go to the truck, grab another package, no. wherever it was, he would drive. He was like, when I met up with him, it was already 12 hours deep. Or it was already like 8, 9 o'clock. And that's what he was doing. He goes, I've been doing it all day. I go, how many stops have you done? He was like, 20. Bro, that takes just a <laughs> bro. That it takes does, like, dude. yo, willpower. I would have broke like, down, dude. He who goes, is how many times man? I've been you... on the street? I don't uh I forgot his name. Dude, he, he, if you're listening right now, sir, <laughs> like I, we, you need to step forward. He's probably retired is... by, he's probably retired by now, wow. but he, he was like, F this. And he, but he wasn't mad. He goes, you want to go hang out at my buddy's house? And his buddy actually lived on the route. It wasn't even his route. It was like a split car. And we hung out there. His buddy had just got them fishing. He cooked us some fish. We took our lunch and breaks, you know, and then we, we took off back to hell when they told us to bring it in. But, Man, I'd I'd be so frustrated if I if I that did they did that to me. I can only imagine the her it's in the snow too. Yeah, oh man, um, I've called my cardboard queen. I know. I think I've only called it once or twice, but it was similar to that where it was just bulked out, everything to the bulkhead door, everything to the the rear door. Who's the cardboard uh, queen? The cardboard queen is the wife. Uh, sixteen oh, years. She's a driver too. Oh no, she she takes care of uh, the boys at home and oh, okay. um, she just started homeschooling. Okay, okay but, yeah, uh, me too, me too. No, you said cardboard wife. I'm like she's a, a driver too because a lot of my friends, their wives are drivers too. No way. Yeah, dude, we I can't imagine. I can't few. imagine double income like that. That would be amazing. Is it pretty expensive out there in Connecticut? What's the home prices going for the median? Yeah, the, I mean they just skyrocketed. Um, they're, they were selling for almost like 500000 for like a two, three bedroom. Like everybody That's about from, us. Yeah. That's about us over here in Fullerton. I mean, you go up the street and you get they get it to 800s to the millions, but a decent house now, about, about mid-500s. What about year built? Because we're, we're dealing with like 50s, 60s, like built. You know what? Uh, these houses, they just sold the house next door, a bunch of... Uh, I was talking to you earlier about my neighbor who yeah. was a doomsday prepper, moved out to Arizona. They had just sold this house. Um, 
but it was so bad the piping mm-hmm. the, the make so they they got it for a little over 300 but a bunch of investors bought it and so they're trying yeah. to they're trying to flip it but that house needs to be demolished these houses mm-hmm. just need to be demolished like over uh-huh. here what we put up an extra room for my son it's cheaper to do that than it is to fucking buy a house yeah i mean amen you're talking about 60 60 plus hours a week to pay to, to pay a mortgage over here Mhm. Yeah, similar. But, you know, which I'm not ready to do yet, man. I'm 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 thinking about moving out. Thinking about a lot of my friends moved to Texas, Arizona, a lot of family members. I don't know. But then I also have homies that say, "No, man, just, you know, the the housing prices are going to drop a bit and I got to just figure out other places. There's still places that are in the 300s, you right. know, but just a little bit farther out from where I, where I work. I'm a, I'm in inner city. You know, if I moved out to, you know, where I used to live, Corona, the prices dropped down a bit, but man, that fucking traffic, dude, I'd want to shoot myself, dude. I can't stand traffic. I don't know. There's a couple guys that commute and I'm like, how do you drive to work to drive at work, to drive home to work and get home at nine or 10 o'clock, bro? That's too much driving. Unless you really like to drive for real. I used to, yeah, I used to live in Corona, dude. I'd get off at five 30 and people would say, well, just get off at eight 30. Like, I don't want to be off at 8.30. I don't want to, you know, but you want a bigger pension? You want this? Yeah, you got to put it. It's like, man, working yourself to death is a real deal, dude. I used, yeah. to, I used, to, I used to fight exhaustion, dude, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. My wife was my helper for two years. The, the recent one, it was so bad. I, I was dying from exhaustion. I was, I'd had to lay down in the back, dude, because they'd come at 9 o'clock and drop off another 100 stops. Oh, you know, and, and you just, I'd lay in the back. It was too much because you give it your all. You know, one supervisor I told, he goes, hey, man, he goes, you take a lot of time off. He goes, but when you show up to work, you bring your A game. I said, look, at man, I'm a Ferrari. I can only go so fast, so quick. But then right. after that, yeah, I need an oil change. You I'm, know, that's I'm, use that. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Ferrari. I'm, I'm definitely using that. I think it's uh, a balance, dude. It's, it's a balance of work. What's perfect for you? Like, are my investments good? Yeah, I'm not worried about my retirement. I'm not worried about my kids and. I'm I'm comfortable. Could I have more? We all could have a little bit more. My lady used to make really good money, but when that starts happening, I used to make bad decisions. Right. You know, and it's it's just finding that sweet spot, right? I'm I'm looking for that sweet spot. Ooh, amen. I I think this year taught me was that it this was kind of like a. Did you yeah, work a lot this year? Oh my God, it was crazy peak in summer, like summer peak. I remember 10:30, like. I think getting home at 1030 and she's like, really? (laughs) But all that preparation, you know, you want to be prepared for the retirement and your future, but you don't know what's going to happen. Nobody knew that we were going to be shut down and locked up. And so like, yeah, I felt like I was working towards a pension and everything good, but what's, what good is my pension? God forbid I got Corona and passed away. There's no pension. Dude, it was so bad. It was so bad over here. Check this out. We built a new hub. I'm in out of Anaheim division. They built a new hub in La Mirada, which is literally 20 minutes apart. All right. We mm-hmm. built a new hub. Half the half our building had gone over there. And so it, it lightened things. This was before uh before Corona. Corona hit, things spiked up. They that building had to get shut down because they didn't put the machinery in right. What they're saying is the building was too low. Something something didn't pass code. So they had to disperse all these drive, drivers with all this volume somewhere. So they all had to come back. They sent me because my route, it was borderline. I'm in 
I was in Tustin at the time. I was borderline Tustin. What, what's uh, Laguna Niguel? So Laguna Niguel was the next building up. So guess what? Now instead of me being 10, 10 minutes away from the hub, from my home, now I'm fucking 45 to an hour. Come on. Which was no no traffic, bro. No traffic. 20 minutes. Okay. I'll be in Irvine in 20 minutes. 25 because you take the, the, the scenic route. And so I, I'd get up early and I was like, okay, it's the pandemic, dude. I'm going to step up. I'm going to do my thing. I'm here, dude. I'm, I'm going to do my part. Yeah. And shit, dude. I think I went like a month in, dude. I go, fuck this. I was getting home at 10 o'clock every night. I'd get off at like 9.15. Yeah. And by the time I walked to my car, go to the gas station, grab a tall can, you know, take a deep breath and then drive home. It's And the next thing you know, you're going to, you, you come home, you don't want to go to bed. You want to hang out with your, your kids, your family. Yeah. You got a few beers, having dinner. Next year, you're getting bit at 11 and 12. And you just, I said, fuck it. I gave up my route to come back to Anaheim. I gave up my route, said goodbye to all my customers. Shout out to my customers who listen to the podcast. But I, I gave it all out. And, and some people were like, you're crazy. You gave up that route. You're crazy. It's like, I'm, no, I think I'm sane. I'm not going to go crazy. Dude, that route, good luck, whoever took that route. How many, people, how many people do you remember that were sane? Like, you don't read books about people that were like, oh, this guy was pretty much average and he did an average life. Like, no, you read books about people who are crazy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'll take I'll take that title. Yeah. People go yeah. like even managers. They said, you really getting you should have a route. I said, no, I do a route. Then you guys just start constricting me because you're trying to get as much. Look at us as batteries. They're trying to get as much juice as us juice out wow. of us as quick as possible. You know, they don't care about the injuries. They, they, they just like the plugged in. We talked about earlier, but you plugged into the matrix. Yeah. And if once I do a route, they're going to know all your consistencies. Oh, he takes, he stops before he goes to this route and grabs a sandwich. You know, he stops at here and gets a coffee before he starts his route. At three o'clock, he breaks off and he goes over here for lunch. And then they start, you know, because they start looking at your numbers and going, hey, man, you're getting beat. Me switching routes all the time is actually good for me because it keeps me well, on my toes. Yeah. It keeps me. My, you know, I'm not worried about going out blind on a route. You don't want to know why? Because I've done every route in my center. Mm-hmm. I've done every route in, in Huntington Center almost. I, I know a lot of routes. And, and even if I went out blind, I would accept it because that's something new. Oh, shit. I get, people don't like to do new things. And it's funny. Yeah, it's funny when you see these older drivers are so pissed and, and hate their lives. But yet you have the opportunity <laughs> to jump off routes that are actually nicer routes. But yeah. you'd rather be in the armpit of Santa Ana where they're shooting and stabbing and raping and killing and doing meth and drugs and it's warfare and people are crashing into each other. Nah. You go from that, you could change. I've been in the bad parts of Santa Ana. I've been in the best parts of Santa Ana. People go, you jump off two routes, too many routes. You're, you you bumped me. I wanted that route. I could have had that route. And people, I'm like, dude, I'm doing my own thing. And that's what seniority is. Hell I think yeah. it's an important thing with seniority. And I've, I'm learning myself. I'm not doing anything for anybody. I'm doing it for myself. And, and is that okay? Oh, it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. Uh, but people, like, it's hard to do it because people are like, oh, I'm selfish. No, it's it's important. It's like pure happiness. When you can do stuff for yourself and not worry about anybody else, mm-hmm. that shit is amazing, man. You know it. Like, mm. you're just like, how, how long were you utility before you got your own route? I lucked out. <clears throat> I think I started in the hub I'm in now and about a year in, they shipped me to another hub. They were like, guess what? You got, you got bumped. 
And I was like, no shit. They were like, yeah, you got to drive uh, maybe 20 minutes north against traffic. No big deal. I show up there and they're like, here, you could go, you could do this route. This guy's injured. You could do it for a couple months. They get, they put me on that route. Um, then a feeder driver bumped back to package. He was, he wasn't getting overtime. So he came back to package and then I started being a cover there for maybe six, seven months. Learned a couple routes, was having a good time. Uh, we used to go to the liquor store after every Friday with the boys. Mm. It was good. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Right. It was good <laughs> times. And, um, but then what year, what year was this? Oh, uh, dude, uh, times and years. I'm not good at, I, I could tell you memories. How long and, have you been um, driving for now? 13 years. 13 years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about 16. Yeah, 16 I'm, total I'm or 16 driving? I got 20, I got 20 years total. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Shit. Your, your skincare is on point, man. You don't look that old. Yeah. He's, my lady says, uh, my lady says I take too long in the restroom. I, I've been sick. I have I showered, I showered, listen. I shaved and I wanted to make sure I came in. Legit. Yeah. No, if you're listening now, your like, beard's you're on point out. too. <laughs> yeah. Like this, uh, we're going to do beard tips later, but this guy's handsome. Um, oh, so are you, man. <laughs> so are you. I like the beard, dude. So, Cause they, they lifted those regulations. The beard's fucking on point. That's what I was waiting for, bro. Like since 18, I had to every... get doctor's note. I was like one of the first ones to get a doctor's note. You got a I lot of plaque from it. Well, I would, I would grow a couple days shadow and yeah. by Friday. So like Wednesday, Tuesday, I will shave Monday and I might get lucky and get all the way through Friday. So the weekend I'll have a little stubble, right. you know, and I can maybe shape it a bit. Uh, but the, for the most part, I'd always get in trouble. So I, I finally, on my old route, I just gave up. I knew it was a lot of doctor's offices. And so one of the doctors was a dermatologist. So I went in there and told her I get irritated when I shave. I turn red. And so she wrote me a note and that was it. But then everybody started getting notes. And the next, you know, everyone's got beards. And some people, a lot of them better than mine. Like this shit took forever, dude. Like I had to just stop getting it trimmed. I have to just let it go, dude. And that's what I'm trying to do now. I'm trying to grow a beard. But I, my tendency is I pick at it. I pick at my beard and like just, I don't know, man, weird shit. Bro, I've never done this in my life. And really? Now that Looks I have good, a beard, man. You got potential. I'm like, I'm like, I'm sitting there going like I'm this old wise like sensei, just like, uh -huh. yes, yes, tell me more. Like, <laughs> never done it in my life. Tell me yeah. More. Just be careful, dude, when you're out there and you're touching. I don't know if you wear gloves, but yeah, oh, try to yeah, stay yeah. away from the face, dude. You know, with the with the sickness and all that. The Rona. The Rona. So you got 13 years total with the company? Yeah. I, oh, so there was a there was a single mother that was delivering and working up in the hub. And she was pissed that one morning she comes out to the smoke pit and she's like, dude, they're bumping me to Norwalk, um, which is my hub now. But it was a 20 minute reverse commute. So she was going to have to battle traffic, get home late. Um, I forget if she had a son or a daughter. But I said, whoa, whoa. There's no reason for you to do that. You're a single mother doing it on your own. That's where I live. I'm going to go down there. And my buddies that were, you know, from the liquor store and all that, they're like, oh, dude, how are you going to leave us? Number one, it's closer to my house. Number two, this lady needs to raise her family. Like, yeah. Oh, man. So I went down there, but lucked out in second year in. I think, yeah, second year in, I grabbed a, I grabbed a hospital route. And did that for like six Dang, years. So you're only in the hub for a year? Yeah. Oh, you lucky son of a dude, bitch, bro. Right? Bro, Can I had I... fucking load trailers for like four years. Dude. I got no. lucky. Within a year, I was picking off. But I fucked up my back picking off. 
picking off fucked up my back. I have injuries mm-hmm. that are that are registered with UPS. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a machine, you know. A lot of my twisting and turning came from fucking picking off. Oh yeah. It probably would have been better if I was a loader, but fuck, who wants to load eighteen hundred packages into a trailer going to Maryland? No. Crazy, dude. No. You got lucky. You got a good you so you got a good healthy body. Compared to I mean, if you played sports, I don't yeah. know about those, but like you have a good healthy body coming into being a driver compared to someone working in the hub for four years and grinding dude um so parcel savage uh we'll just call him fitzy because he has an awesome first name but fitzy uh you can catch him on instagram as parcel savage and he was a teacher before i think i want to say 20 years as a teacher 16 20 years but like i just went from high school sports military to ups so it's like so you were at the military too, right? I was just okay. I was just like training for to, to be a cardboard warrior, just like didn't even know it, you know. But to be a teacher and then be a cardboard warrior, that's rough. And like he's learning and training now, and like this dude's jacked. His his mu- his biceps are jacked. His mustache is jacked. Like he's the man. But yeah. he went to learn and and train with like the professionals on how to lift, lower, stretch everything. So I think if you come from a any other background where you're not like always moving, if you're not like an athlete or that shit's dangerous. Like they don't tell you lift and lowering methods for no reason. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. we know their dynamic stretches aren't really like getting you ready, you know? Mm-hmm. So that that was a benefit, I think, to keep me what, healthy. Were what military did you serve? What 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 uh service? Uh Marine Corps. How long were you in there for? I did O two to O eight. Um, okay. I was supposed to so just. You are good. Home. You are good with years. That's just because I graduated <laughs> high school. Uh, <laughs> well, year did you graduate high school? O two. Okay. So I graduated, and they were like, "Hey, do you want to go build some sandcastles?" And I was like, "Sure, where?" And I'm thinking Maui, you know, like something nice. And he's like, "Hey, I got this place in Iraq, and you know, like." I don't know, a year after graduating high school, I was in the middle of the desert and just, mm. what the fuck's going on? Like straight Forrest Gump, you know? And, so you um, were in the military? Yeah. But you were doing, you were building stuff out there? Uh, we did Motor T, actually. So I'd literally been delivering since I was 18. What's Motor T? Motor T is um, transport. Um, whether it's 18 wheelers, uh, they call them seven tons, or like kind of a dump truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just transporting supplies, people, ammunition, anything they need. Sounds like a pretty chill job. Or was uh, it pretty tough? You know, that's that's what the that's what they look at, at us. Um, you, the infantry, they're like, oh, you're a motor T, Bubba, and you kind of wear your hat kind of up, and you you kind of relax and chill. You kind of wait for them to you know do the fighting, and you pick them up and you kind of leave them, you know, bring them back to base. Mm-hmm. That's almost UPS ish. How do you, how do you get a job like that, a cush job like that? What most people would say, you know, instead of being in the front lines and going, let's fucking get him. I mean, even though we're not even like that anymore, like yeah. the movies or there was it, there was two guys, and I, I I fucking love these guys because as much as they said let's go to the front lines, uh, these two guys, Sean, you know what? I can't even tell you the guy's other name. His last name is, his last name was so long that we had to shorten it to Chez. So there was Sean and Chez and these guys, um, 
they were like, we want to go to the front. Fucking rock stars. Let's go. Right. Ready to go. <laughs> but when we got there, these fucking guys, uh, there was me and another dude um, on one truck and Sean and Chez were on another truck. We we're supposed to go to this early morning raid because we were attached with an infantry group. So we have to drop the guys who fight off at the, the fighting spot. Sean and Chez are like, yo, you two guys aren't going. We're like, what are you talking about? We're ready. They're like, you two guys have kids at home. We don't. And I was like, God, fuck. Like, you're that's that's some good shit right there. Mm-hmm, like, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Like, no, I don't want to die, but I don't want to let, I don't want to let my brother, you know, go to war for me. Mm-hmm. But they're like, no, you don't have a fucking choice. Sit down. We're going. So shout out to Sean and Chez because that was some good shit. Um, so they went to the raid, went into town with the infantry did their thing, came back and, you know, had some cool stories, but they did the right thing, I think. What was that, the Iraqi war? That's Iraq, yeah. Right after 9-11, right? Endure, yeah, Iraqi Enduring Freedom. Same with Viv. She was there. I don't know if I ever saw her, but... Uh, she was in the Navy. She was on the boat with binoculars looking at you. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> what up, Viv? I see you. I see <laughs> you. Oh, my God. That guy's handsome. So you got... High school, I, I, I'm asking questions because I I want to learn uh, about you. What 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 is it like? Look at I'm on the West Coast. I've never been to the East Coast, bro. I've never been to New York. I've never been to Connecticut. I mean, the farthest I've been, I've been to Arizona. I've been to Las Vegas. I've been to parts of Mexico. But as far as being a traveler, right. you know, I, I I've gone to Zion National Park. That's one of my biggest. I I love to travel. I wish I could travel. I have a cousin who travels around the world, dude. For real? He's all yeah, dude. He'll come, dude. Two passports already, already stamped before the end of the year. Like he's constantly, he li- he just lives out there. So when he comes over, we'll have lunch and I'll, I'll barbecue and he'll drink wine. He's older, he's in his fifties, but we'll hang out and and just he'll tell me stories, you know, just hanging yeah. out at Mission Square and in, in Mexico City, you know, or or being in, in Japan and walking the streets, saying they're the cleanest streets he's ever seen. Yeah, and so. I'm always intrigued of, of seeing how the living is over there compared to here. Have you ever been to the West Coast? We spent uh, some – I spent two weeks out in Pendleton. We did some training out there. Um, when we got back from Iraq, we were in Pendleton as well. Um, I was young, and I remember going – we got back from war, and we went to, I don't know, Chili, something some, – one of those restaurants. And I was like, let me get a beer. She was like, what's your – let me see your ID. <laughs> It was Viv. <laughs> and I, right, it probably was Viv. I was like, let me get a beer. And she was like, let me see your ID. And I was like, I'm 19. She was like, I can't give you a beer. And I was like, what? You, I just, I went to war. Like, I was in Iraq. What are you talking about? I had like mm-hmm. guns, ammo, grenades. What are you talking She's like, I can't serve you. And I was like, that's just fucking crazy. That, that goes back to our government stuff. Like, how come I can fight for your, you know, cause? Well, Mexico, oil? it's 18. It is. I should, yeah. dude. They should told us not, Mexico. Dude, they told us not to go to Tijuana, and I was like, oh, okay, sure. You, back then, it was still okay. I mean, it. you could just hop. It's a hop. Yeah, you Camp Pendleton. You're like 20 minutes away. Yeah, yeah. They, all they, the strip they joints us. and all the all the stories I've heard. I've never been down there. Wink. No, have <laughs> I? I don't know. That's one. That's one hole I won't go down. Yeah. Mm. So my uh, my wife, her her uncle had uh built a house in rosarito 
And when I first met her, I met her when I was 18. No, no, my bad. I was 15. She was 14. Met her in high school. Her family would take us down. I was 18 already. She was, I think she would have been, you know, 18. Yeah, she had to be 18. I couldn't be dating a 17-year-old if I was 18, right? No, there was, but we had a a relationship. So her parents were cool with it. We went down there. I was like 18, you know, able to drink. We went to a, a party down there, but I remember living in, sleeping at the house that her Nino built with his own bare hands in Rosarito. But anyways, it was so nice down there. I mean, they, they have a spots down there where they called the Beverly Hills of Rosarito and went to a wedding that, that weekend. And every time my beer got down to like this much, the waiters would sit there like this and they would come and take your beer and replace it with a new one. I was 18, dude. Dude, you should have just went down there, man. So what'd you do after that? Just fucking go to sleep? That's what they kept telling us. Yeah. No, we went to the liquor store. The sergeant bought us um, some liquor and then. That's a good sergeant right there. Hell yeah. Tell us a little bit about Connecticut, man. How, how, how's the, the lifestyle down there? That's a good question. No one's ever asked me that. Well, Connecticut is, is supposed to be, when I think of a Connecticut, I think of like a, a community that's that's liberal but also conservative that's way they say back back east their their way of thinking and their the way of living is we're, they're 10 years behind like they're saying in europe we're 10 years behind europe uh-huh. and then it it comes in a way and so oh yeah definitely Connecticut, connecticut to me is like a i think of autumn i think of fall mm-hmm. and it's just the, the crisp air and just the beginning of of a great nation and you guys have traditions, but you guys also are the front runners for leading a nation. I mean, I I mean, that's what I, when I, when I hear Connecticut, Connecticut and, and you can't, I mean, obviously there's might be ghettos in Connecticut, not compared to, we could compare that to California, Southern California, but Connecticut's pretty small too, right? Yeah, I would, I'd say so. Yeah, definitely. What you say, liberal and conservative? I think there was like two counties that were like red. I think the rest were blue. Damn it, blue, um, huh? Yeah, it was. It was a lot of blue. I Miss Terrific said she was in the wrong state because she's in Cali, and I think she. Well, I'm not gonna say red or blue, but just like it's more constrictive. Like it's not. It's called the Constitution State, but it doesn't feel so constitutiony. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, what are your what are your gun laws like over there? We we are an open carry state, but uh, it's mm, like Arizona, not. Okay. Yeah, but it's not practiced. So you'll you won't see if you see someone open carry. There's <laughs> probably a Karen next. to I him, went to right? Arizona for a podcast uh, about over a year ago, and I was so excited to open carry. He goes, yeah, as long as you have a driver's license, you don't have to be from here. You open. And then I found out later during listening to podcasts, like that's an asshole move to make. Like, you want to have your concealed carry. You don't want anybody to see what you're carrying. It just felt liberal to do it, though. You know, I was like, it felt fucking good to strap it on. I had an old school leather cowboy strap, dude, and I had a revolver. And I mean, I felt for, I felt like, uh, what's his name? Mark Grimes? Mike Grimes from uh, Walking Dead? Yeah, yeah. You're just like. I felt like him, dude. Just like, uh, I can't do that in California. (laughs) The cops will fucking take me to jail. You know, but just to have that moment. But I get it. I think I I would like to think that if everyone holstered their 
their freedom, their freedom seeds on their hip, that people would be more polite, that you would you wouldn't flip someone off because, you know, that this could equal this. And then it's mm -hmm. not a good thing. So mm -hmm. there's like a mutual respect of like, OK, we're all going to be nice to each other. Like, mm -hmm. that's how I like to think it like would the work wild, out. wild west. It'd be yeah. I, 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 I love a lot of wild, west, wild, wild west movies. I like uh, Tombstone. Oh, you shout know, shout out to Dana Lorraine. Young Gun, Young Guns. Any any type of Western movie, Desperado doesn't matter. Just the mm -hmm. old school. You walk into a bar, you got your, your night. I mean, it was wearing a gun back then was like driving a nice car or wearing a pair of nice shoes or having your uniform creased up when you went to work. It yeah. was part of your wardrobe. It wasn't for intimidation. It was just part of your wardrobe because that's right. the way things were. And then shit hit the hit the fan. You, you have a good old duel. But how yeah. often did that happen? I mean, if we have numbers on that, I would like to see it. But did it really um, happen? <laughs> Obviously, you're gonna show it in the fucking movies. Right. Like every time you see it, oh. But yeah, it wasn't like that. It wasn't carnage or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I the the politeness i think i heard from alaska there was an alaskan i was watching a show like i don't know maybe bush people or something like that but he said a uh, an armed population is a polite pol population and i think well, he it, it does i think yeah i, I think he's right it, it teaches you discipline it teaches you to be responsible yeah and me being a gun owner i do get those arguments of, why do you need all that firepower for? I mean, we're living. I'm in a right gun. Now. I, I, yeah, I'm a gun collector, and I I love guns. I love the AK, and I, mm -hmm. I I've built my own AR. Oh, what's your I'm name? I'm old school uh, AR. I haven't yeah. named her yet. I was in Arizona recently. And I had it refixed. I had well, the buffer tube gave out, and it wasn't screwed in properly. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Jerry Nixon, who's going to listen to this podcast. He's been on my podcast via Skype. I mean, you're the second yeah. guy I've done via Skype. And it's different compared to having someone here, you know. What I mean? But uh, it, but our podcast is going great. We're only forty minutes in, so we still got another hour and twenty minutes to talk about. So let's go. There's going to be a lot of stuff we're talking about. But going back to the gun, uh, I haven't named her yet. But once he fixed it back up, dude, it was shooting like butter, it was like, choo, 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 choo. <laughs> like a Star Wars gun. But uh, I I don't go shooting as much as I used to because of the rules and regulations over here now. You know, a lot of my clips are. are they are grandfathered in. Yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't have any 10 rounders. And now I think you need this new button. I've seen so that. To release the, the say, yeah. So you, so you got to modify your gun. I'm not modifying my guns anymore. I'm it's just, I'm, I'm not going to do that to my AK, which is, I think it's a Yugoslavian one. It's not a Russian hmm. one, it's Yugoslavian, but it's a, it's a really nice one. The only problem was when I put up, when I, when I was in Arizona, I put up the 100 round drum and, when you're holding the AK and you're shooting at the wood part, the bottom part yeah. on my on my forehand, got so hot I couldn't hold it. it that wood was burning. So that metal <laughs> in the wood, I was like, is that what the AK is supposed to do? A real AK? It made me question it, you know? Uh, what did you say, 100 rounds? It was a 100-round drum, yeah. It got yeah. really hot. That's about right. Because when you do it like an automatic, when you have a crew serve weapon, you need mm -hmm. to change out the barrels so you mm -hmm. don't melt the goddamn, you know, you don't melt it. So you, you in the guns over there? Connecticut? Uh, you got open carry, of course. There is an open carry, but it's not it's not followed. Um, they just, in my 
city recently said you couldn't carry um, on on city property. And uh, we're like, no, nah, that sounds kind of infringement. Like, what do you, you know, what are you talking about? You can't mm-hmm. ship away on where and wh- why I can't carry. Um, it came up, <clears throat> which is really weird. It's like a couple weeks ago. So we're in a mid pandemic and they're worried about uh, duck hunting for the duck season. Mm-hmm. And we're like, huh? We're, this is like nobody got shot, no accidents. Like, that's crazy. You're a Democratic, we'll say majority Democratic yeah. state like California. Yeah. But you guys have an open carry. Right. But it's not followed. Like if it, I'm, I'm sure well, if I tried to open yeah, carry, you'd be I fine. Would, yeah. Well, well no, yeah. I, I would be harassed. Like somebody'd be like, "What's this guy doing?" <laughs> that yeah, they'd be like, "Oh my god." I'd be like, "Come, <laughs> calm down, Karen." <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's cool to know. Yeah. Yeah, I call. I, I, call I felt like we had a Karen the other day show up in front of the house because I've been quarantined, so I've been at home mm-hmm. hanging out with the kids because they're they're we didn't we didn't elect for them to go to school. We said, hey, we're gonna have them here, and she could she doesn't my wife doesn't work, so she could monitor them doing Skype. Uh, they do Zoom. Yeah. So the kids they all had a break, and my kid he's learning to skateboard. They're out in front of the street. They're skateboarding, and this. Karen came by and she was yelling at them and she came out of the car. I'm going to call the police because they're on the street and they're skateboarding. It's like, what do, where do you expect us to play? She, I came outside. I was sick and I was like, I was yelling. I go, get out of here. I'm the, I'm actually labeled as a neighborhood watch president. So oh, I'm going to come out and I'm going to defend my community. I've run fools out with my shotgun and, and had to stand my ground over these, these, these thugs that want to come over and they want to take over a neighborhood and make it make it shit like fuck that you know what i mean why my wife shouldn't have to feel threatened when she's coming home and you got a game banger outside crip walking and throwing gang signs out like he's the fucking shit when no he shit. got me who's worked my ass off for 20 years at ups and i'm gonna come home and you're gonna sit there and try to intimidate me get the fuck out of here dude and i and i have stories i've talked about it before on the podcast right i've had a, and obviously i've i had done things where I, where I shouldn't have but there's times where you got to do things to protect your neighborhood and you know what my neighborhood's a lot safer now that I've stood up for myself people were, people say that it was bad that, that I did things like this but you know what you got to stand up at one point you got to stand up for yourself yeah regardless because you got to stand up for what you believe in and, and you know what my family should not feel threatened when they're coming home when you got dudes outside dancing and 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 getting drunk going door to door and going to your backyard and stealing shit and the cops don't want to do shit you got to do the whole goddamn process you know what i'll show you my process i'll take fucking one try and the neighborhood's a lot nicer now the neighborhood's a lot nicer now and it's you know like i got a little bit more respect for my lady now just a little bit not a lot you know it's a little bit i still gotta go to work you know but you know throw it time out so you you're saying you're telling me that you had crips in your neighborhood oh gang, and now well, gang members, well, and now crib, you have a karen well now you have a karen yeah now like, we're dealing with saying Karens. don't don't yeah. skateboard yeah they were telling my kid that like i grew up playing on the street i grew up playing football and the well, street yeah, we're, we're the whole world is quarantined on lockdown and she's telling you not like what is what Dude, insane. you can't be inside for so many hours dude that's you my, that's my daughter prison. she's so pale my daughter's yeah. so pale, and we're already pale people. And I'm like, you need to get outside, and get some vitamin D. I get vitamin D. Look how dark I am. Yeah. 
make sure that I, I well i'm outside so i'll make sure i get i'm getting my exercise i'm getting vitamin d i take my my vitamins uh if you ever heard of total human you guys looking to get into supplements look up total human it's by on it i'm not sponsored by them not but it's yet. a two it's a two different type pack you got your morning pack it's got neurotropics to get in it that's helped with your brain and then you got uh what's it called again your, it's called total human man total, total human. human it's the company's on it on it specializes in uh extreme athletes especially uh ufc fighters i've been i was taking now when i came off my even when i was on my look and i was addicted to pills everyone has know this on my podcast but i'm going to tell you because i want you to understand your body needs nutrients, and when you're taking pills, you're taking these pharmaceutical drugs, whether it's Xanax, whether it's uh, the fucking the mental shit, whatever mm-hmm. uh, Xanax. I think it said Xanax. Uh, what's the other one? What's the other one called? Prozac. Yeah. I think that's SSIRs. Sorry if if it's a lot of stuff going through my brain right now. But then you got your your pain pills, your opiates, mm-hmm. and you're gonna go through things coming off that stuff is going to do something to your 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 brain chemistry once you start learning your brain chemistry and learning your nutrients your body needs then you understand what it takes to be optimal on it's going to give you the best look i'm throwing a pitch they should fucking sponsor me on it's going to give you uh the supplements you your body needs what you're going through people get nervous oh i'm so scared give me a xanax and they, they go to those pharmaceutical drugs Look at I used to have high blood pressure. I used to suffer from anxiety. You know where I got it all from? I got it from going to my fucking doctor who was prescribing me shit for my blood pressure. He was prescribing me shit for my anxiety. And I said, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to go to the natural realm. I'm going to oh, go yeah. to the natural. And so I, like a lot of my, the route, the route that I was just on, it was a holistic doctor's office. There was a few of them. And the holistic doctor's office, I've learned, they learned about medicines and different, like turmeric. Turmeric is really good for your, your inflammation. I have mm-hmm. a bad back. What, you know what causes inflammation? Taking ibuprofen, taking fucking um, oxycodone or Vicodin or Norcos or Percocet. I mean, I could talk to you about every fucking pill. And it's not a, I'm sorry. I don't want to look like I'm a drug addict or anything like that. But I've been down that pill mill. And I'll tell you this, dude, you want to, you want to, Get to the next level. It starts with your nutrients. And nutrients on it sells the best product out there. Total Humans, a two-pack. I don't take it all the time like I used to. I do it whenever I feel like I need to take it because it is expensive. It's $150, $130 for a month's supply. That's nothing compared to what you're putting inside yourself, the shit that they're prescribing you at the doctors. And on it, man. I mean, if 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 you want to try some on it, try some on it, dude. You're you already look healthy, you know what I mean. You you already look like you're in shape. But I mean, if you're not taking any supplements, we got we're not getting supplements from food. If you want to say we're getting supplements from the food, go eat at McDonald's, go eat at yeah. Jack in the Box. Go ahead, just keep eating. Because guess what? I'm guilty as charged too. But you know what? Like I told you before the podcast, it's all about a balance. Yeah. And I feel like I'm talking a million miles an hour, but I'm I just... I fucking love it. No, I love it. <laughs> like we talked about before, it's like the New York style. It's just like, keep going. Yeah, yeah, what's next? Um, now, a lot of them drop. When the fucking COVID hit, a lot of them drop. A lot of them drop. How many of them taking them supplements? Mm-hmm. Or how many of them are stopping at every vendor on the way to the street to grab something? Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I've seen dude. A guy, I've seen a guy, he was like, this is my lunch. And it was... Uh, it was McDoubles. I don't know what a McDouble is. I, I'm assuming it's a two. I, I'm guilty of charge, man. 
but he said he washed it down with a keto shake. And I was like, well, make up your mind. Are you, are you, are you not healthy? Or are you healthy? Cause I feel yeah, like you can't do both. you're going to be on one way or be on another. Right. I was he like, should, he should have just had the keto shake and he would have been yeah. fine. But yeah, I get it. There's times where I'm driving and I just want to blow through the route. I just want to come home. I want to hang out yeah. with my family, light up the barbecue, throw some steaks on and just watch a good movie. But there's times where I'm out there too late. I got to get something, dude. And I wait yeah. too long. Oh, on my, on the route that I'm running now, it's all retail. You got McDonald's, Chipotle, mm-hmm. Panera, Corners Bakery, Baja uh, Fish Tacos, In N Out. Lee sandwiches, Pizza Hut. I mean, you name it, dude. We we got every restaurant on my route, and it's every corner that I'm not eating. Everything starts getting fucking more enticing. You start you smelling know? it. You're my, like, oh. my, yeah, my lady, I start go do oatmeal. She gives me oatmeal in the morning. Okay, mm-hmm. by eleven, I'm already hungry. We have a little salad. I'll eat the salad, but guess what? I don't get off till six. Yeah, which means I'm gonna wait till eight because she's got to cook dinner. So I'm looking from three to eight. I'm not eating. So what am I going to do, dude? I'll go get a McDouble. I already ate healthy. And then I go home. I'm going to fucking drink some beers, take a few shots, you know, yep. and then throw a fat steak on. It's like it's, it's not it's not helping, especially as you get older. When you get older, that, that weight seems to just Ooh. stay on. When I first became a driver, I was 175 pounds. The most I ever weighed out of high school, I was 125, 130. Played football, was a bench press champion for two years in a row, and I fucking went 135, 145, and then I started working at McDonald's. That's one of my first jobs. I bloomed, I bloomed up to like 175 just from because the food back then you could take it all home. No, I'd bring in fucking apple pie, chicken McNugget. <laughs> oh, dude! And I get on my way because one of the coaches from Fulton College told me. You need to gain more weight. We need weight on you. And so I was like trying to eat whatever I can. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. But what, so, yeah, I gained all that weight and it just stayed on me. And then when I became a driver, I was working out. I mean, I was fit. I was strong. But once I became a driver and, and doing that type of work, I dropped 40 pounds. I, I dropped back mm-hmm. down to like 135. But now, now, <laughs> now, 15 years later, 16 years later, you, you've learned, you know, what you can and taking you what you what you can and taking you right. i feel like this is fucking your podcast bro i'm talking way too much about myself man you gotta fucking... we, I, <laughs> I love to learn yeah. like you said like, no, I, I know lo- i know i'm just yeah you. man like when especially sometimes you can see people light up i met a guy in costco and i forgot how we got on it but i said what are you doing this weekend he's he was like oh my granddaughter's coming over boom you could see him light up and that was it. I couldn't even leave. He was like, and then, and then, and I was just like, tell me. Because how many times do you meet someone that really listens? Well, I've been right? following you for a while, so I see your I see your stuff. A lot of questions I want to ask. The interviews definitely come. It's just flip. I, I just watched an interview with Joe Rogan and Alex Jones the other day. Oh, Joe Rogan just guy. went on just went on his show, and the way they were talking, and it was a four hour show. Did I listen to all of it? I got pretty damn close. But to see the way they were talking, but to know where how they both are and, and where they come from and and the way they talk is like this is a podcast. This isn't a fucking radio show. Yeah. There isn't no it's and, and, and yeah, I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna be like, oh, I just feel like but I see you're intrigued. I'm listening to you, listening to you and you're listening to me and 
I don't, man. I'm having a good time, man. Thank you so much, dude. When and 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 in this climate, I don't know if the internet tells all the truth, but how many times have you seen people just have a great conversation? Usually, people are like, "My idea is right. I want you to hear. I want to hear my idea come out of your mouth, and that's it." And like to share ideas and go through this like process. I've grown to know that people, most people on my podcast. Or, or genuine. I haven't got to the top yet, you know, the top where they're just on it to promote themselves. No, it's you know, not, and, and greedy, believe it or not, selfish. you're you're the highest followers that you like. The my guest has been on this podcast. You have the the highest follow. I only have Instagram. I have Facebook. I don't use that as much. I don't have TikTok, Snapchat. I don't have any of that. Yeah. I use Instagram specifically. Speci- uh, here we go. I do it all the time. <laughs> specifically, got it. Specifically. <laughs> for my podcast. Now I do have another hit away one, which I I follow a lot of chicks with big butts and all that. And, <laughs> the truth you know, comes I, out. I'm trying. I'm trying to get rid Yo, of friend it. Request sorry, me. Folks. <laughs> but uh, you know, doing a podcast is is just a uh, just amazing thing, and uh, I'm like I'm glad you're here and you're being honest. You know, you're you're not promoting anything. Look at dude, you got. You no. got freaking what is this called? UPS and Browns. I've seen coworkers wearing your gear at work, dude. And Spoiler look at you, man. Alert. Like I'm I'm here to promote you, actually. How um, long have you been doing it for? What's that? The UPS and Browns. Ups and Browns. Oh, ups is, and um, Browns. Ups and Browns. Ups and Browns. Go ahead. I gotta put more firewood in my pit. Yeah, go ahead. Um I had I, I wanna say I wanna say it's 2018. I think that's when 2018 is when I said that it was in commerce for the trademark. Uh, but what the reason that happened was I would go um, to my uncle. My uncle, he had a mark. I think he had a marketing degree. Um, he was a great photographer. And I would tell him, I would say, hey, Uncle John. Nobody has gear specifically for cardboard warriors. Nobody has, you know, specific boots, specific shirts, gloves, whatever. We have, we can buy items from other places, but it doesn't necessarily uh, fit our job. And I reached out, there's a guy from uh, Georgia he has a podcast called um, The Future Breakup with uh, one of his colleagues. And he had a page that was like, uh, par- was it parcel for Nike or package for Nike? But <clears throat> he was trying to promote Nike. This guy was trying to promote Nike to say, hey, Nike, we want, we're industrial athletes. We want uniforms. That'd be sick. Right? It would be cool. Shout out to Vince in Georgia. And I was like, okay. But we re- we try. I tried to reach out. He tried to reach out to to other big companies. Like, yo, we have cardboard warriors that need gear. Mm-hmm. And I realized at some point, I forget, but I was like, nobody's gonna do it. Nobody's gonna be like, yeah, I I hear you, little guy over there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I gotta do this shit. We myself. need some under. You guys have undershirts. You got undershirts. I have just regular brown tees. We're trying to get you, some new you, colors. You get you gotta get that underground, that uh, the body owner type stuff, where it's like yeah. cool and hot. We need shit like that out here in the heat, dude. I don't know how hot, right. how hot it gets over there, but like in Palm Springs, dude, it gets like 120 degrees, dude. And they wear that Under Armour type stuff. But yeah, you know yeah. what, man? 
we need something like that's going to keep these employees cool because you know we know what's going on with look at maybe it's because i'm getting older and i'm getting weaker <laughs> but every summer seems like it's getting fucking hotter no and, yeah i agree and i don't wear anything under my shirt i used to wear that body armor type stuff but it just seems to not keep me cool if there right. was a shirt out there that which i do sell that could be cool but like brown you can't find brown anywhere you got to have brown no. you can you don't want to look all tacky with a with a black shirt or even a white one. That's yeah. keep you cool. Why don't you do something like that? Uh, look there's into a, that. There's actually a guy I work. Well, I don't work with him, but we've been talking back and forth. He has a. He's doing the compression shirts, the Under Armour style. There you go. Okay. He's out in Cali. Um, I don't know exactly where he. I just got one. I don't know if you'll do the video, but I just got one today in the mail. Mm-hmm. So he does the compression style. I said I'm gonna stick with 100% cotton. Mm-hmm. you do your style do compression mm-hmm. um but like i was saying when vince and i were we were looking for someone to market to us mm-hmm. nobody was going to do it and i was like here i'm i'm going to be the i'm going to be the person to start it and say look we're a we're a group of people that need equipment to do our job like this job is no joke. It's rain. Dude, sleep, they said snow. those uniforms in the summertime, fucking right. when they're brand new, feels like I'm wearing a, a cardboard. Dude, yeah, feel like I'm wearing yeah. cardboard, dude. Yeah, I'm like, no, this is not fucking cool. After dude. a couple washes, you might be able to get it to a point, but dude, when you first put those on, dude, holy right. shit, dude. You and want where, your back shaved? Yeah, like where <laughs> where do you spend most of your time? You spend most of your time in the truck in the uniform. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, no, I want to be comfortable. I spent months trying to find like I work with level five wear out in Cali, Al, big Al. He's, um, he's up in Chinatown. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a place, but he always shows it, mm-hmm. but he does my embroidery for the hats. And I talked to him. Really? Like, yeah. Like, where do I get the best apparel? Where, you know, what brands are, can I go to? And just trying to mark, I sent out, I even sent a test one to Viv, a test shirt. And she was like, I love it. It's a good shirt. And that's how I knew if men and women could agree on this shirt, then that's the one I'm going to go with. Mm. So it came down to nobody's going to do it except you. Just like you had an idea for a podcast. You're like, yo, this would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to do your podcast like you mm-hmm. would. Mm-hmm. And that's where you got to step up to the plate. Now now you got to do your own vitamins, dude. Ups and uh, ups and Browns fucking vitamins. Oh, Holy shit. To be able to be able to for what to top. Because look, we're not playing football for 60 minutes. We're, we're playing a different no. sport. And yeah. it's eight, nine hours, ten hours. What kind of supplements does our body need to keep us not just healthy, but but mental too, dude? That's so crazy you know? that you said that because I was searching because that's what I wrote down. Total human. I was searching just a month ago of like, what guy, what supplements do you guys take? Like, who has recommendations? Yeah, I got into I got on supplements uh, a long time ago when I first became a driver. I was getting starting to get hangovers. And one of my supervisors goes, well, your body needs nutrients. Mm-hmm. That that kick started it all. Okay, what am I needing? If I'm cramping, if I was, you know, hanging out, partying, did a bunch of coke and, you know, <laughs> pills, and I start cramping, I go, okay, my body needs nutrients. <laughs> Obviously, I need nutrients. Yeah. What do I need? First things first, you take your ass to CVS and you pound a fucking bottle of Pedialyte, and that will make oh, you shit. feel like you're five years old again. That's the first thing you do. And then after that, it's like, okay <laughs> – you know I me, mean? let's take a break and let's reevaluate my body because <laughs> you can't keep going through that, dude. And trust me, I learning from um, experience. You know, it's, supplements is a big thing, and 
to get that right pack, dude. And I've taken so many different types of separate bottles of, uh, you know, CQ10 and uh, fish mm-hmm. oil and vitamin D, vitamin C and multivitamins. And you start learning, you start going down this, this rabbit hole. And, and for me personally on it as good You take it in the morning, it f- you feel weird. You feel focused. feels like you're on Adderall. If you ever took Adderall, but you know, you're getting all the other supplements and then you eat your oatmeal with it and you're focused and you get home from work. And, and, and my problem was I would either take the day or the night. I wouldn't do them both at once. But when I did, I'd get home from work, take the, the, the night ones, it doesn't put you out. It doesn't put you out like Z-Core or anything like that, but it helps you relax. There's properties in it or different types of vitamins in it that are going to help you relax. And then you start reading the, the back the back of the uh, ingredients. A lot of it's herbs. A lot of it's from plants and, and seeds and stuff. And, and it, dude, I swear to you, I've been taking it for like two years now. That's that's where I like I like natural stuff. Like, does it come to, from the earth? Cool, I'll take it. If I can't pronounce that shit, I'm like, mm, what are the side effects? Like, yeah. what's? But it's just so hard now because it's as a UPSer, we need fuel. We're burning through it. I've been through my episodes where I, I I cheat a lot and eat fast food, and I'm taking my vitamins. Like, there's there's a discipline. There's that fine line that intrigues me as a driver. Like, there's days where I don't want to be a driver, and there's days where I just want to be a full time podcaster, and there's days. And it's just trying mm-hmm. to find that fine line of taking vitamins and, and that, that that sweet spot, you know. And I'm still searching it today. I could tell you all the stories of me being coked out, drugged out, still getting up and going to work and, and got to pay bills and and then being on the, the right side and getting up and going. And I mean, it's it, it's it's a crazy life being a UPSer, I would say. But it's also interesting. It's, it is definitely a lifestyle because people that don't, they're just like, oh, you, you said it, a lifestyle for sure. Yeah. You, you just, you just drive around and deliver a box. Like, no, there's 200 and something boxes in there. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. And, and like we said earlier was the, the hurry up and go. Mm-hmm. Like we're always like, go like even on Saturday mornings, you're waking up, you're like, it's 1030. Uh, we got to be at the doctor's at like, even when you go down the grocery aisle, you're mm-hmm. trying to go down the. You know, so you only go down the right side because you want to do you don't want to follow Orion in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to do that. Did um, you see those stickers on the floors? Did they have them over where you lived or it's like one way back way? You know, what I mean, it was like I'm still trying to figure out that COVID knows which way to go. Right. Like let's talk about that for a little bit. What do you what's going on where you live? The the blessing and the curse of like uh, knowing all these amazing people online is that I haven't, I haven't heard of anyone passing away from it. Mm. Um, so like, I know, I know cancer is dangerous cause I, my, my friend lost his dad last year and I, I got to see him before he passed away, but like that was real. But knowing all the UPSers that we've been out there, all this time and not knowing anyone who's passed away is like making me question why my friends, loved ones and anyone else has to be locked up in their house. If you're not dying, like even like, it's just like extreme, you know, if you're not going to die, 
then just get sick, get through it, you know, get, you know, we can do this. We flatten the curve, I think. I'm not sure, but the lockdown seems so extra. And then it's like, okay, if it's yeah. not just a lockdown, why are we walking one way down a street or down an aisle? Why are we um, limited? Why can Walmart be open, but my buddy's Small mom companies. and pop store? Yeah. It doesn't make sense logically if, like, if Walmart can open mom and pop stores can be open. Walmart has more space. So then you could have a hundred people, mom and pop store 10, but it's not equal. It's not fair. It's not freedom. And when I went to war, my, my goal was to not have my kids have to go to war. Cause I, I when I was in war, my son was one and a half maybe. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, I'm going to do this for the next generation. You mm -hmm. don't have to go. You can be free. I was fighting for freedom. Steve, I don't feel too free right now. I mean, yeah. like, I can't, I would love to come out and do a, a live podcast. To oh, I, I, I was supposed to go to uh, Vegas because I'm a Raiders mm -hmm. fan. I had tickets to go to the draft. Yeah. Change that up because the draft was supposed to be in Vegas this year. Had to change that up to the first, uh, one of the games against the Buffalo Bills. Changed my ticket for that date. Then that got shut down. I have a ticket. I, I mean, I'm willing. If I told my friends, I'll fly you guys out. If you're not here, I'll fly you out. I got money. Money isn't an object to me, dude. I, I've worked so hard to get to where I am today. And it's about the conversation. It's about meeting people and, and getting out there. This is alternate news. This is reality right here, dude. No one's paying me to fucking sit here and podcast with anybody. Right. I'm doing it because I love it. I'm doing it because I love it. And I get to meet someone, dude. Who's who's at this? Who's talking just like me, man? There's everyone's talking like us, but we all try to see what's going on in the news and try to figure things out. You know how we're gonna figure things out, but from our own eyes, from our experience. And you having over almost ten thousand followers, you're getting a lot of pictures. You're getting a lot of things sent to you, and and mm. you've talked to a lot of people. And what you said, man, was right on the money, man. And look at man, I'm glad you're on the podcast, brother. Can't wait to have you on again, man. Oh yeah, whenever, man. But yeah, so we're just, I, I've been quarantined. I just got tested. I was sick for five days. I don't know if I had it. You know, there's having false negatives and all this different type of stuff. But yeah. the same thing for me to do and the responsible thing to do was to quarantine everybody, not going to work and not pass it all. Because I did get sick. I did have yeah. uh, cold sweats. I had you know diarrhea and all the other nice things that come along with it. So I had to make sure. But it came out negative and and. Everything happens for a reason, of what I say, especially when you're trying to be in tune. You don't have to be in tune, but you're trying to be in tune, taking your vitamins, you know, going to sleep at the right time and be respectful to one another and have an open mind and being just being a human being unplugged from the Matrix. I get Ooh. it. I love plugging into the Matrix, but unplug from it. I'm outside, dude. I got a fire pit here. I got the lights my wife put up and. You know, I got a, a nice stereo I can play music on when I'm not playing. But I'm hanging out and I'm interacting mm -hmm. with, with someone that, that hundreds of people, if not thousands of people are listening. People listen around the world. So thank you for all my listeners from around the world. I really appreciate you guys. But Amen. this, I'm having a great time, man, and, and, and learning from you and, and getting able to get information from you. It, it, it brings me comfort, man, because I'm here doing the same thing, man. It, it, we're, our rights are being infringed. I'm seeing videos every day of people. Uh, one of them was the the movie 
production was making a movie. They yeah. built their old tents to feed their actors. And then yeah. her restaurant was literally right next door, but she had to shut down. So there's no more outside eating. They're shutting that down too, which, which sucks. But I know a lot of places that they're not shutting down. They're going to stay open. But I can tell you this, man, the coronavirus is real. Oh, yeah. I've gotten emails. I've gotten emails from close family members who they can't say anything because of the HIPPO Act. The HIPPO Act, you can't say nothing. No pictures. You get caught. You could you could serve time. You get caught. Spear the beans. But when someone said something to me, which which I hold the truth, she says this is bullshit. Every hospital we're booked. She's a nurse at a hospital. Yeah. And she is booked. All five floors are slammed. So mm -hmm. people to think coronavirus, it is real. Yeah. People are getting really sick. It all depends on your health. I mean, it's like rolling a dice, I guess. But I yeah. felt like I had it, but it showed up negative. So I don't know what the fuck I had, dude. I think my I think my family had it uh, early, early peak last year. Um, they were out for the count. Like it went around the whole house. And like we said earlier, as cardboard warriors have immune systems, mm -hmm. we breathe like brake dust, cardboard dust, like. We're good. But um, I think they had it before and they didn't know what to call it. It's definitely real. It's definitely, it depends on your health. Like, do you take care of yourself for the last five years? If you didn't, you're going to, you're going to be more scared than most people. Mm -hmm. But like you said, if you're doing total human uh, on it, you know, shout out.com, um, and you're taking care of yourself. And that's everything. Like mm -hmm. you're not stressing yourself out with news every day. You're, you're eating good more than you're not eating good. Cause everyone loves to kill at one point or another. Mm -hmm. Then you don't have to worry about that, but just the Imagine whole... the people that could only afford to go to Seven Eleven. I no, mean, look at other, in other countries, Seven Elevens are so packed with different types. They said people eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner that they show up and, you know, that they're, they're really nicer in other countries. It's almost like they have them conquered when you start thinking about it. Because my 7-Eleven, I can't eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I might be able to have fucking, you know, a beer, get a beer or something in the morning. But no, I wouldn't eat that shit that they're, they're posting, the taquitos and the pizza. Even though I've had it before, you know. But on a, yeah, consistency, right? Just yeah. like your podcast. On a consistency, for yeah. For for doing this a year, you see the consistent, like we talked about, the, the long-term graph. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the same thing with health is if you're chipping away and compounding those little problems over time, you're going to be screwed. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I need to wear my mask if you're not taking care of your health. Like, mm -hmm. it might be selfish. I'm breathing, I know. I'm breathing life into you. Right. Yeah, dude, I'm bringing energy. Like, oh, no, man, I get that a lot. A lot of my customers, they said I, some doctor's offices, they go, I talk to all the girls in the front and I, and I bring the energy, you know, what's going yeah. on? And then my voice and the doctor would come out with the pay. He goes, who was that? Oh, it's a UPS guy. And then I got to meet the doctor trying to get him on the podcast. Shout out to Dr. Tom. But he's a holistic doctor. Sorry oh, to throw dude. another pitch in. But that energy, we bring that energy. But that's part of your diet. That's part of your diet. I, I go to Costco here, right? These Costco is, I don't know if it's all around the country, but they're mask Nazis. So this guy flipped the script on me about two weeks ago. He's like, you wear your fucking mask. I was like, bro, you know me. We were friends before this happened. What do you, why are you talking to me like that? Mm. So now I don't give them any extra energy. Mm. I walk in, I say, hello. That's all you get. You don't get the extra. Ooh. 
You know what I mean? Why would oh, I give my yeah. awesome energy to someone who's not ready to receive? Like, no. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been a couple of places where they walk in without masks, and I get it. I get it. I'm working at the same time, and I w- I want to be respectful, even though I I believe. But man, mm-hmm. it's a really tricky. You know, it, it is. It it is because I know people are dying from it, and I and I get it. I think it's man. We're we're we. I mean, Bill Gates. They say Bill Gates. He he wants to depopulate everyone i think the the number is 500 million that's the number they want to depopulate it's a big this is a conspiracy theory i'm right. talking about uh, you can look it up they're saying bill gates is behind it he wants to do you know wants to get the population down to 500 million and this vaccine they're pushing it's only just we're trying to get rid of they look at us the elite look at us like fucking cockroaches how about that can i just say that the elite, the one percent, they look at us. Look at it. Governor fucking Newsom out there. All his kids get to go to private schools. He gets to eat at fucking restaurants with twenty people and hang out and fucking do cocaine and fucking have hookers and have a great time. I'm just imagining over what 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 we know. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not saying these are these are proofs. There are proofs. Look it up. But how is that fair? And you're sitting there telling us that we can't go and visit our, our, our family for Christmas. Or we can't go to the fucking mom and pop store. The donut shop that homegirl owns. And I want to go and hang out and, and donate. How about the, the people that are working at the restaurants, at the sushi places I go to. And, and the chefs that cook my food for me. And I give them 40 bucks when he's done fucking doing tapon grill. And then the waitress is serving me drinks and giving her another 20 and hanging out. Those people are suffering. What the fuck are they doing? Yeah. Look at I make money right off the bat, but I've learned that once you do, you fucking give back, dude. I mean, you give, you give everything. a fucking nice, give a fucking nice tip, and I'm a big tipper. Sometimes my lady says I tip way too much. Yeah, my you know, wife says the same thing. Yeah, she'll, she'll <laughs> say like, oh, that's that that service wasn't that good. I go, I don't care. It's just I I had a good time. You know, yeah. you can't expect grade eight service all the time, but. People are suffering, and you don't want to see that repercussion and what's coming out because the news ain't going to show you that. I could take no. you. You can fly over right now. I'll take you downtown L.A., dude. We go Skid Row, dude. It's no. fucking bad. No we way. go to Venice Beach. We go to Venice Beach, and it's bad. You know, you got Washington State, uh, Washington up, uh, no, was it, Oregon, that decriminalized mushrooms, heroin, meth. Yeah. So now it becomes a, uh, it becomes a misdemeanor. Everyone's starting to head over there because now everybody could go and have fun and do all that. That that. At one point, were you gonna say enough's enough? I mean, yeah, there are good people that are in that made a mistake. I could have been one of them, you know, being right. getting caught with with an ounce of cocaine. Yes, you know, twenty years. I don't know the laws in California, but how many of those people are in there that are good people that that are just going through a tough time that that are in jail? I'm just going down different rabbit holes, dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm oh no, sorry, it's good. Man. No, it's good <laughs> because, well, I there's not a lot of platforms you get to talk about just whatever you want. You know, mm-hmm. like when doing like the comedy, I try to keep it family. We friendly. haven't got there yet, dude. Right. So like, I'll try to keep it family friendly. Um, but that was a huge outlet just for all the anger that was built up from the systems and whatever they have at UPS was just like you you 
keep me here. You make a route that makes no sense. I can do it way faster, but if I do, I get reprimanded for it. Well, yeah. And how hard? How hard is it to beat the? I I call you. You're the UPS guy. You're. There's other guys that are out there, but I've stumbled upon you. My friends follow you. My coworkers follow you, and you have that title, UPS guy. That's a big title. There's no way I could do a podcast and go UPS podcast or, you know, yeah. brown and down or, you know, get down and brown. Or, I mean, I could, there's so many. And I was like, I, I got to stay away from as much as I can with this because of the stuff I'm going to talk about. Right. I mean, same thing here. Like, you can't, you got to be careful, right? You're taking pictures. You got to make sure your emblem, your videos. How often is that in your mind or is it already triggered in where, I already know what I need to do to be to protect myself. I, I the funny thing is the very first video I did, the very first one, they all started there. I covered every logo. There was no logo. There was uh three actual trucks that were there. <clears throat> they might have been able to see the truck numbers, but not sure. But literally had black tape over every logo. Um because I knew, obviously, logos, copyrights, trademarks, whatever. Somehow, uh, you know, a huge legal team came, uh, found found the video. 10,000 views in, like, two weeks when Facebook was just starting. And it was like, you're using, this was a good term that I learned about, was intellectual property. <clears throat> Basically... The way they set up package cars was intellectual property that no one in that service industry could ever possibly think about how you would put boxes on a shelf. Like it was tip top information. So when they had all these guys like men in black surround me in a, in a little room, they were just like, you can't do that. This is top secret information only known from, you know, UPS and we can have your job for it. And at that time we were just about to buy a house. So I was like, Whoa, I'm here to make a career. I just thought this video was funny. Mm. So we took that video down, but from the beginning, I was always aware of the logo, but they, just like any law, it gets real deep. It's like, no, mm. your taillight was out. That's why I pulled you over. Oh no. Cause I can smell. Mm. They just always have another rule. UPS lawyers have been known to be ruthless. Oh, yeah. And like you, you have a brand and your brand is brown. I, you know, well, I, I see that. I say that's UPS. Like, damn, you're fucking riding. The, you're riding the dragon, dude. They, Pretty close. They you got to be smart it. enough to be able to do. Yeah, because there's no way I could do it on my podcast and, 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 and have anything with UPS. There's no way I could have. I'd, I'd they, fucking be in a drug fucking lab dude getting drug tested they they fucking they they made an issue like why they made an issue and i was never out to do it in a negative way like no, i legit i this is a life-saving company this mm. will this company will change your fucking life mm. Mm. It, and then you could even you can even change the stars of future generations mm. if mm. you do the right thing so i only praise them they mm. won't they just don't want it so i was like okay I'm going to ride right alongside of you just so you can't touch me. Like I'm going to do it. I checked all but trademarks. There, are there other companies out there that, that are 
can we call what do we do we call it piggybacking do we call it no i wouldn't oh, yeah. call it piggybacking because you are a driver right right inside next to are there other guys out there i mean i don't know you're the first person i know that you you're you represent brown bro are there other guys out there there um there's some huge huge stars on tiktok um, really that, that rock the shield they have not got t- taken down for rocking the shield like but like, but like doing out. side business and and having their own merch. Uh, no, they're um they're really good dancers. Uh, shout out to Dean Ags. He I worked with him up in Stratford. Um, mm-hmm. there's a guy out in Kentucky. Another guy. I think he's out. I want to say Cali because he just looks like a Cali dude. He's always got mm-hmm. sunglasses on. Really cool dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mr. V out in uh I want to say Arizona, Nevada, somewhere around there in the desert area. They're up to the 150, 200,000 followers mm-hmm. on TikTok. And these guys are. How like, about how about Instagram? What's the most people like a, a UPS or you got the like, is there a UPS or that's rep- representing the brand and got way more followers than you? Nah, I, no, I, huh? I got there early on Instagram. The, the other guys definitely got TikTok and knew what to do. Uh, I'm not the best dancer. Uh, so <laughs> these, guys, these guys were killing it out there. So. Those guys have the TikTok. Um, I grabbed the Instagram. Yeah, I just want to fucking do TikTok. Yeah, dude. There's I no way, dude. I'm fucking... a, yeah, there's. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't have the muscle tone. <laughs> the, my joints are shot. I mean, on it helps me keep stable. On it yeah. helps me get up and go to work. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Randy Couture, dude. Yeah. Um, I got clear to go back to work. That, uh, the, the results came back negative. Yeah. Yeah. The results. Came back negative. I was supposed to go back to work today, and I woke up and my back was spasming. So I was like, "Oh, you know, it's not mandatory." So I'll see you guys Monday. That's how fucking old I am. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go to work." I went to bed early. Tell me, I'm going to bed. I'm gonna go to work. I got a podcast. And I woke up this morning. My back was like, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" And I just turned over and went back to sleep. You pulled up my life. dream. Yeah, yeah, probably. I I like to. Sh- twist and turn and move a bit i'm i don't know probably because i've been sick but yeah i'm here man time, we're man. just hanging out time. yeah it takes time you know especially when you get hit hard and going back to what we talked about eating healthy uh, mm-hmm. those people out there and who knows what their diet is who knows what underlying conditions they have but uh it is something really nasty out there that's for sure and am i scared of it if i was scared of it i would have went on disability i would have been home Right. Hanging on my family, but I'm not, and so I'm I'm dealing with it. I deal with it all year, and this is my time of year. I I get the sniffles. This is my time of year, so mm-hmm. I expected it and I prepared for it, and and I'm good. But on the same side, I got to respect everybody's persons and go, hey man, I'm under, a, you know, this time of year, let's just do a podcast via Skype. Yeah, and that's why you're here, man. Hell yeah, I, everything happens for a reason, right? Oh, dude, it's it, everything happens for a reason, especially when you're trying to trying to find that that sweet spot. And that's all I'm looking for is that sweet spot. And Rome wasn't built in one day, and either was his body, either was his mind or this this soul. Mm-hmm. So we're here right now, man. What else is going on? Um, let's see. How's your podcast going? How's your new podcast? Podcast is awesome. Um, we finished our recordings for this year. So the upcoming month will, we got to interview each other. So me, 
so so you got Dave, Luke, and me. We talk on the phone almost daily. Okay. Um, so you guys do like when you're working. Yeah. So we're talking, we're That's joking, dope. and it's and it's great. But to to interview somebody, and to put yourself like I I had to ment uh mentor media uh, mediator, mm. is that what's called, best mediator in the game. Yeah. Mediator. So Dave is usually the host, mm. and then Luke and I will chip in. Which chip one's in Dave? Dave is the one of the right. Uh, it varies. Which one's a slow? Which one's a slow one? Luke is uh West the Virginia. Okay. West Virginia. I'm le- I'm learning. I watch I watch a few of your your spots, but I I'm, you know, I'm trying to learn the names because you guys all have cardboard warrior, UPS yep. guy, and the other one. What's the other one's name? Luke is uh Nomad. The Nomad. Yeah. I watch I watch a couple of their 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 skits and and, and videos. And to see you guys have a podcast, man, is amazing, dude. It's gonna be a growth, dude. You're gonna, uh-huh. you guys are gonna grow. Dave has been pushing us uh, so well. Like he's he's done two podcasts before, mm-hmm. and this guy he knows his audio stuff. He knows he's he's genius at marketing. I don't know if he knows that or not. Um, he does know he's a rock star, but he's not convinced. He knows mm-hmm. it, but he doesn't. He's not convinced mm-hmm. yet. So you're so much. There's so much potential. You guys just got to get each other's. Yeah. There's no way I could do four people. I think I talk way too fucking much. Four people, I'd be sitting there like this, and then I drink way too much beer, and then <laughs> everything. Like you said, everything happens for a reason. I should have had a yeah. partner with me. A partner was supposed to be with me. It flaked, and I developed into this. This didn't happen in fucking one podcast. This is. I'm talking to you. This is 58 okay. fucking podcasts, bro. That's intense, dude. You know what I mean? This is yeah. 58. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed myself. People say they're proud of me, but I'm, I'm, I don't only can only imagine how far I'm gonna go when I'm at a thousand podcasts. Yeah. Right. You know, everything's gonna come in, in the way it is, but I'm focusing on right now is my content, getting to learn people. Obviously, this is gonna be lost. Last time we were on this podcast, man, and to see you guys grow, you go from doing your content and then now you're doing you're going to the podcast round dude that that's got to be amazing are you uh, how many times are you guys doing podcasts a month we were ba- we were banging them out extra because we knew peak was coming so yeah uh, we all worked that's the today, hardest part right but then we knew that well our audience is going to be driving and ready to go like ready to listen so we were doing two a week almost for i think a month so I do my schedule and I do my scheduling oh, that's in crazy. advance. So I didn't even put your name in there because I had to do mixes and rounds. But I'm booked. I'm booked till December. December, yeah, is a hard, and so is January. Those are those are the hardest months because this is my second time coming around, having getting content in there. Content. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a lot of people that I, I if I need them, that are good talkers. That they'll come on and we we'll just we'll just shoot the shit. We'll talk about work. We'll talk about COVID. We'll talk about sports. Yeah. But when I really get someone in here for a real interview, which is one right now, it's it's amazing because this is my first time experiencing something like this compared to one of my homies. We all the over the years of drinking beer and hanging out with them. That's just another fucking conversation that we could just throw on for content, right? But right, we're always right. looking for that content that's gonna intrigue us to keep us coming back the next week to say who. Who who we interview? Hey, that's one question I want to ask. How do you guys determine your your guests? How are you guys getting guests? Um, at first, well, we didn't know we were gonna do guests. It it, it started off like 
we we shoot the shit during the day. We have a good time. We we laugh. We fuck. Oh, sometimes we cry. We're like sitting there just dying. Mm-hmm. And um, we had our first guest, Miss Terrific. She's from California, the Oakland area, I think. Okay. And, uh, and that's when the ratings spiked. It was like, oh shit. And we enjoyed it too, is because we know each other from the internet. But you can only learn so much with four emojis. You gotta shoot me in her info, man. Get her on the podcast. Oh, definitely. She's amazing. She's she's Miss Terrific, legit. Um, and uh, and I was like, guys, we have the community already. We built this cardboard warrior community. Now let's dig deeper into who they are outside of the cardboard. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's what I wanted to get today from you. Yeah. I hope we got it. I hope we got it. I think I talked way too much. We'll get there. I mean, if it's not this yeah. episode, 68, 78. Well, we're still, we're still, yeah. we're still good, man. We go as long as you want, man. But just but, like digging deeper to who they are. So we knew who they were on the screen. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you do outside that makes you amazing? Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we just, I, you know, I knew some people, Dave knew some people, Luke knew some people. Then we put up a post who wants to join the podcast. Got a couple more people. Fourth, we had a fourth generation uh, UPS around there. No, I saw that one. Yeah. The porn star, or was yep. this later a porn star? Yeah, yeah. The yeah, that was a good podcast. Was even, yeah, it was crazy. I was like fourth generation. I didn't know whether to be happy or sad, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> I shit. was talking about that earlier. I was like, yeah. uh, <laughs> fourth generation. Well, where did he live? What did he live in the desert? Was he in the IE or High Hills, California, or something? I don't, uh, I don't know where High Hills are. I I got I got. Don't don't disrespect. I would love to have him on my podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got what ringed in my mind was Apple Valley. You know, I, yeah, somewhere out know. in the, somewhere out in the desert. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to have him on my podcast. I definitely would like to have a conversation with him, dude. He's but uh, I I listened to that podcast and I I missed the part with when uh, was it him that was in porn or was I, his lady? I think his lady was there. I the the thing that I got from it was like she started it, and then he's like the cameraman and then joins in. Oh, uh, I thought at one yeah. point he said he was at work. He was hanging out at work, not yeah. you know hanging out, but he's at lunchtime and he calls his lady and she's in middle film and he's like, "How how's everything? Yeah, work's cool over here. How you doing? Oh yeah, I'm just over here sucking dick." And I was yeah, and I, I don't know if if that <laughs> if that's how it was it worded. Right. Yeah, but yeah, you heard it right. You know. Oh, I did. Holy oh, shit. Yeah, I think all our faces were like, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. It takes a special. That it takes a whole a different. Per- oh, yeah, you guys had, you had, you guys had something good right there. Yeah. I heard that. And I was like, what? I was like, yeah. first of all, if you're living out in the desert, man, you don't really need to have your lady working, man. Right, I don't know. Do- I would love to yeah. pick out his brain. It's yeah, dude. It's an it interesting brain. Person. Yeah, you guys, you guys get, you guys get some wild people. I haven't listened to, uh, I gotta start listening to a few other ones, man. But uh, I see you guys working though, man. I see you guys, you're still trying to fill each other out. Yeah. You know, and and I see you sitting there looking at the mic, and you're, it's a learning process, man. But your your content is on point. Thank you. Content is on point, man. So you guys are done for the rest of the year, then. Done recording. We have an awesome. Uh, we're gonna do a live podcast December nineteenth. It's kind of like really? a Christmas, yeah, Chris, kind of like a Christmas party where we all That'd know we're cool. um, You're more than welcome to join. Mm-hmm. We just got like five. You minutes guys be in. on Zoom? 
Um, I think it's Zoom. Yeah, Zoom or Facebook Live. So we'll be on Facebook Live. You people join in. We could sing a Christmas carol. You drink your eggnog. And That's cool. We're just, we're just trying to gather the troops for the for the last week and last uh, home stretch. You know. Yeah, man, it's been a tough year for all the drivers. It's been a, it's been a tough year for the whole the whole nation, the whole world. You know, are you drinking water? Now it's water. Yeah, that Manhattan's gone. Really? What are you on? Still beer? Well, no. I mean, I still sure. have one. I had one more left. You want to keep going? But if you're drinking oh, water, you got the fireball too. No, I. I'm sure the queen's gonna have something ready for me tomorrow. Like okay, can, you know. Either. Well, you got you got some time left. You want to keep going? I keep usually, going, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, cool, cool, cool. You ask me whatever you want, man. Well, I mean, this well, is a, this is a good experience for me, man. You can ask me whatever you wherever we, you want. We, I asked you. I think if we were off air though. But what's what made you want a podcast? Like, what was it? Was it? Did you hear someone podcast? Did you have an idea? Like, what was the tipping point? I I needed to. Once I became a driver, I was 24. I think we talked about this on the podcast, but I'll yeah. talk about it again. You know, I know people are working and they they, they lose track or whatever. I needed to do something more. And I thought it, I thought that more was to make more money, work uh, more hours, right, get a right. side job, do an extra hustle. I needed something to fill this void that was in me. And, and drugs fulfilled it for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, the party life and just just being out there, that didn't feel it either. Because I was raised a Christian. I was raised strict. Couldn't fucking leave the house, couldn't do anything. And so I couldn't wait to move out. As soon as I had my, my kids, my first kid, when I was 20, mm -hmm. I couldn't wait to move out because my parents were in control. Every Sunday, banging on the door, get up, go to church. There's yeah. no way I could have lived under that. I needed to work out. So UPS... I waited till I graduated college and then tried to become a cop. That didn't work. Uh, and UPS at the same time offered me to go driving. So I went driving, got my first check. It was a lot of money. So I said, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to support my family. And so I moved out of my parents' home and th that's what I wanted to do. I just wanted to be out on my own, support myself. And so... Over time, the money starts flowing in. Your, your wife, she moves up in, in, in her career. She's moving up. She's making money. And you're making money. And you you got – one thing I used to do, I used to fuck around. I used to be all drunk. And I'd go, let's spin the globe. And whatever my finger lands, that's where we'll go. Mm -hmm. That's how I used to feel when I was younger, making money. And oh, then yeah. things happen. Family gets sick. Your parents. And, and you got to make arrangements. And and what are you going to do? You're going to be stubborn and ignore that, ignore family and continue to make money? Or are you going to take that head on, take your family head on and, and be, be a person that's wants to help? And, and we had to, I had to learn how to make a sacrifice. Because so the first time in my life I was independent, but now I got to take a little bit of my independence away to take care of someone who's not independent. Over the 40 years I've been here learning and living, it's like, it's not about that quick race, dude. It's not about getting that right away. Mm -hmm. Right. Starting a pot like a lot of these dudes, they have five hundred thousand followers and all of a sudden, you know, of, of their, their content next thing you know, they want to start a podcast. Yeah. Because they know they can make that jump and 
right off the bat they'll get a hundred thousand followers and they're making money off of that and all the revenue and however it works right i'm starting to learn how it works and i get it but when you're not speaking the truth it's just fucking emptiness and you're just chasing that fucking money if that's Real what people you're can in, feel what that you, though. yeah if you're in if you're in that for that shit then i mean how how many of this is fake how many is it is fake people are just doing it for a fucking dollar dude it just I, I don't want that. This is no. people are listening. You're listening for free. I do invest my own money. Am mm-hmm. I investing in myself? Of course. I'm investing in myself. Who else will I invest with? Right. And <laughs> if, if God decides, hey, we'll make money off it, guess what? I'm starting a, I'm starting a, a charity. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna start things. I'm gonna give back. I'm giving back right now and I'm paying for it. I'm paying for everything that I've I've been through. And that's fine. I'm paying to let you guys know what I went through because I don't want people to go through what I went through. Going through withdrawals of OxyContin is fucking the shit. You think getting the flu is bad? Go through withdrawals of fucking OxyContin. Let me let me know how that turns out. You know how many years it took me to get off of it? You know how I got off of it? By I'm researching. In- by researching and, and knowing the, the human body, the way your body acts and reacts and as How you get older, it, it gets worse. Oh, uh, shit, dude. I was five. What I've been clean for five years now, but shit, in my, my 30s. I mean, it started young. It started young. You just didn't mm-hmm. know it. One friend told me, the, he told me the best. He says, hey, as long as it took you to go through and take those pills and, and, and do your thing, pretend walking through the woods. Say you're walking through those woods for 20 days. You can't just turn around and come out in one day. You're gonna have to go back the same way you 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 came, and I did. Some a lot of people would say you gotta pay to play, and that mm-hmm. always sticks to me today. You wanna pay? I mean, you wanna play? Yep. You're gonna pay. And so yeah, starting the podcast was more of just I want to give back and and help people because there's people out there suffering, man. There's people out there going through tough times, and I'm not here to get fucking rich or be somebody but i want to if i can help one person which i've had people have been on this podcast have told me i've helped people get off of drugs i've given them information and things they need you know to, to take that first step but it, it it's a long and lonely road but once you get through that you you realize how important you are just because you don't think you're important you are every single human being we have a light in us and it's up to you to let that light shine it's all up to you. We're going to go through dark times. But you get through it, you're unstoppable. And so me starting this podcast is, is proof, dude, that I'm unstoppable, man. You know how many times I've gone in an emergency thinking I'm having a heart attack? Ugh, having a heart attack. You know, get up. My wife's looking at me. I got to go there to the doctors. I'm on cocaine. I'm on narcos and oxy and partying. And That's what it was. embarrassing. It was the drugs, but you thought it was a heart attack. Uh, who knows what it was, man? They put you on an EKG. I, it was plenty of times, man. Yeah. Plenty of times. But you think you're in control, but you're really not. You're on fucking autopilot. Yeah. And it's only and by the back. grace of God you're able to fucking get your get your mind right and get you out of it. Uh, there's there's a woman. I have a rule that um, <clears throat> if I get a this is going to sound crazy for what you just said, but 
if somebody follows me on social media, I won't follow them back until they engage with me. Mm-hmm. Because, um, and kind of like what you were saying, I'm, I'm not chasing some number on social media. Mm-hmm. And, and it's hard to, to see because social media is kind of based on numbers. My goal when, we, when I started was to build a community of people in the same position to get us all through the same mm-hmm. position. And you do. You put a lot of content out there that people, we share. We share right? amongst each other. Like, so look like, at this one. Look at this one. Like, I'm not here for a number. I'm here to interact with you, build mm-hmm. a relationship. No, I know you are. Because we're, we're, locked, we're locked in a truck all day, mm-hmm. solo. How mm-hmm. can we use that to our advantage? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to everyone in a truck and say, I'm here with you. Mm-hmm. And you're here with me. So if I if I have a bad day, I have like three a year. Mm-hmm. Then three then, a year, that's pretty dude, good. Yeah, I narrowed it down. It used to be 364, but when it when I need it, dude, the warriors show up. They show up. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. randomly, I don't know how, but mm-hmm. they'll show up in a message. They'll show up in a voice note, and I'm like, holy shit! And it's true. You give you give it out. That shit comes mm. back to you. I think that's amazing that you, you get those. I'll, I'll show a picture and they go, they they send back LOL. <laughs> laugh emoji, laugh emoji. It was like, damn, what route is that? Yeah. Um. Oh, so, so there was a, I'll check if the person interacts with me. If you're not here to interact and you kind of just want to follow and watch and that's, that's fine. Some people are shy, man. Right. They are. So, I click on this woman and her quote was just, there's no testimony without the test. And I said, that's true. I was tested, bro. I, right? I was raised a Christian. My parents, yeah. they, they were ex gang gang bangers or they lived in the street. And they, when I was born, they fucking, they changed their lives. They changed their lives, raised in the church. Boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. Just right down the line. I never get, and was it the truth or whatever it was? I never got to experience the trouble. Does that make me more crazier because I, I, I did it at a later age? Right. I mean, I did. I mean, I started at a young age, man. I'm not going to lie. But some people, they listen to that until this day. And they don't know what it, it is to be bad or to, to reject or. Yeah. And they're going through the trial. You got to go through the trial, man. Because. You, you fucking come, like you said, you come out the other end and you're like, holy shit. And you feel unstoppable. You feel bulletproof. I mean, I didn't, yeah, I I didn't, things just happen. Were there times where I felt guilty? Yeah, there were a lot of times I felt guilty. But there were a lot of times where I thought, well, you know what I mean? Fuck it. You know what I mean? I'm going through it. I'm having one of those bad days. Mm -hmm. And... Thank God at a at a young age I'm able to realize that and go okay, but that energy though it's 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 all about energy that energy that I that I was given out was a negative was a positive it was probably negative you know partying mm-hmm. hanging out that energy is still there now either I fall back into it or I reject it or I you know just place it somewhere else yeah and I've learned to replace it to this podcast that's it going through the test I've been through. My podcast is my testimony. Look at dude, you you got a lot of followers, man. That's real intimidating. I only got two ten. Do I look at that? Nah, dude. I got a lot of listeners. I got way more listeners on my podcast, and that's fine. 
But do I look at that? Yeah, of course. In my flesh, I'm looking like, damn, he's got fucking 10,000 and I got 200, 200 and, you know, should I be intimidated? What are, no, man, I'm going to be who, I, who I'm going to be. But I did have to wait a few podcasts. I need I needed to practice to get get things right. You know, yeah. I, I I don't want to sit there and be belligerent. I'm and having beers. I just got over a sickness that I thought was COVID. But I'm sitting here talking to someone new, man. That's very inspirational to all the drivers around the world, man. And I once again I want to say I'm proud of you, bro. I'm glad you're on the podcast. Thank you. No, thank you for having me, man. I I like when you talk about the fulfillment, that's what it is. Whether you empty the truck and fill it up again, and yeah, it's our career and it gives us a, like we said, a life changing career for some people. Um, some people aren't fourth generation. Some people come from crazy backgrounds of nothing. And to make this kind of money and to support your family of any number is, is amazing. So like, the fulfillment is like the next level after that survival. And if I can help one or a million drivers feel that fulfillment, then it's like fulfilling. Mm. Does that make sense? With, with all the drivers out there, what do we got? 300,000 employees. Definitely. by now. There's still a lot of people out there that, I, I, I agree with you. I think we should have a big network. We should have a big network of drivers that that list tune in to, I mean, even if it's just one station, and maybe that one station a week or a day has something different from around the world, do like a lottery or something, right? Someone would be in charge of it. We do a lottery. Okay, the UK won Monday for this week, and then we – take over that and we talk about our experiences of being a ups driver or even through life that's a pretty good idea right imagine would, we got something like that going you would cover you would cover any whether it was your situation or my situation johnny's situation wherever they were statistically you're going to have the same situation driving a truck you know you're going through a divorce and you have two kids or one kid you're going to hear another story Mm-hmm. retired starting mid career mm-hmm. and you're going to say cuz nobody wants to be alone think about it social media going out to party you no one wants to be alone you might want I used your to love to be alone i right. used to when when my my lady moved out of the house she moved in to take care of her dad i live mm-hmm. by myself right i did like having people over my friend would come over but there were times where i would just stay by myself and mm-hmm. and i i over time, I learned to gradually learn to be by myself. And it was hard, especially being a driver. When you first start off, you're listening to music. You're talking with customers. You're learning. But once you get that route where it's all just residential Oof. and there's no reception up there, up in the hills, who are you talking to? There's drivers that I know that have all resi routes. That's nice resi to us in the States where all the Angels players live, where all the, the uh, Anaheim Ducks players live, Tiger Woods mm-hmm. moms lives out there. And he has no reception. He just has an old school 6:40 a.m. radio, and he just goes. And he obviously interacts with them because how can you not? Hell yeah! You're gonna be up there. I mean, it, it's got to be crazy. But I've been there where it's, there's no one to talk to. Who are you gonna talk to? You can go crazy. I've seen drivers go crazy. Hell yeah! For eight, ten, twelve hours? Fuck that. Yeah. No, those resi routes kill me. I would get when I was a cover driver. I would get on a resi route. And if I don't talk to anybody throughout the whole day, like 
No way. I got to be commercial. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I, I, I've learned over the years I have to diversify. And as long as I'm healthy and I'm young, it doesn't matter what route I'm doing. I, I can do it. I can get it done at an efficient time, which I'm able to prove myself since I gave up that route. But uh, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you, man. Give, uh, give everybody the information, man. Hold of me. Um, awesome website is uh, upsandbrowns.com. Um, awesome podcast is you can find it on the website. It's under the podcast link. Uh, I got to add your podcast to that link too. We have other cardboard warriors that I, yeah, man, let's get all, let's link it all up, man. Let's link it all up. So any, any podcast that is hosted or brought to you by a cardboard warrior, you can find on upsandbrowns.com. Um, there's some cool merch sites on there for the, it's all on the delivery podcast. Shout out to Dave and Luke. And Brad, all the way up in Canada, um, you guys rock. Thank you. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at UPS Guy. Once again, man, I want to thank you for tuning into the podcast. It was an honor. I felt like I talked more about myself than than you, man. Uh, we've been vibing. Mm-hmm. It was an honor to have you on, man. I can't wait to have Absolutely. you on again, man. Yeah. But thank you for listening to my story. I mean, everyone's listening to the story. I've talked about it 58 episodes in. But once again, thank you for coming on the show, man. I can't wait to see you guys next time, man. Once again, thank you for all the listeners from around the world. Thank you, guys. Once again, this is the Raider Saint Podcast. Love each other. Respect each other. We're going through this journey. I'm going through a journey. And this is my story via podcast. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs>